All right, Deion Thomas, one of the best Illini of all time, told Scott Ritchie this over the weekend. I believe we have the potential to be better than we were last year. Am I reading this right, Scott Ritchie? That's what he said, and you know, Dion gave some reasons why he feels like Illinois could still be really good. A lot based on his hope that Kofi Coburn comes back. We'll see, but it's not like Illinois is going to fall off the table talent-wise. All right, we'll break it down with Richie. We'll talk recruiting. We'll talk scheduling. We might even talk a little football this week's podcast, Inside Illinois Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. P.S. Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. Oh, good Monday morning, everyone. Bright and sunny here in Champaign, Illinois. Just like Scott Ritchie, bright and sunny. <laughs> Not sure I've ever been described that way. There you go. You're looking good. You're sounding good. You feeling good, Scotty? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's summer, almost, officially. Yeah. Not that things have slowed down any, but it's just it's a little bit a little less, perhaps. Um, a lot of waiting. If you're an Illinois basketball fan right now, okay. um, waiting for summer workouts to start, which they will. Players are back on campus. Summer school is going to start up, I think, this week. You know, that eight-week session, so workouts will happen at the same time. But then there's you know always the case of you know that third assistant coach that has not been hired yet, mm-hmm. and uh, I think some fans have gone round the bend. They're a little worked up about this whole thing. Um, and it's, it's just kind of a strange situation. Uh, I did not anticipate recording another podcast without an assistant coach having been hired. Yet here we are. Um, and when you think about it, Orlando Antigua, Chin Coleman, you know, they left for Kentucky, I think it was back in April? I mean, I don't know. This, this thing has gone on forever, it seems like. Um, so still in a kind of a holding pattern. All right, I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News, uh, former sports editor, former beat writer for Illinois basketball when they were really good. I like to remind Scott Ritchie. Yep, that one season. It was a good season, though. Yeah, it was really good. Those refs messed with him. Is that an Elite Eight year? Yeah, it's Bill Walton. That's the Bill Walton year we like to call it. He was calling the game his son was playing. Luke, (laughs) I think, was on the Arizona Wildcats team that shot, like, I think 442 free throws in that game, if I, I think remember. that's roughly the estimate now that it's like a, <laughs> it it's like a fish, fishing story. It just grows every time you tell it. Anyway, it's just my pleasure to be with Scott Ritchie because he is a fountain of knowledge in all things college basketball. He messes up every week, as he did in this week's uh, College Basketball Extra. 
in your Sunday News Gazette. I hope he had a print edition because it's great stuff. But he uh, will go into his misguided top ten list of uh, <laughs> what was it? It's just ten class of twenty twenty two recruits that I feel like would make for interesting future Illini. Okay. And he brought me down again. Uh, last week it was Rutgers. We getting the, these schools out of the way. This week, his focus in the trip around the Big Ten, Nebraska, in the Big Ten. Jeez, Cornhuskers qualify, and they should be better. Yeah, whatever. That's season. the last thing I want to hear about the Cornhuskers. Uh, this podcast, okay, understand. I mean, you maybe football up. will talk up. But again, both Rutgers and Nebraska, no, are in the Big Ten. Not my big hashtag. Not my Big Ten. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, we'll go into the assistant coach. Yeah, maybe they're just trying to save money, right? Maybe new shoes, buying new shoes for the players. If you don't have a, a, a third coach, you're going to save some dime. I mean, I'm pretty sure Nike supplies them with all the shoes that they could possibly want. And um, if they're looking to save money, they've gone about it in a pretty interesting way because Chester Frazier got a pretty good deal ah. come from Virginia Tech. Uh, and also, you get three assistant coaches for a reason. It sort of helps things. Okay. I, I, the, Brad Underwood will hire someone at some point. Um, I just don't know who or when that might happen. And the the going theory now that I've, I've had tweeted at me a few times is I'm seeing other, you know, just he's waiting for the NBA season to end because it's going to be an NBA assistant that's going to come to Illinois. Um, there's one that Illinois fans I think want or bring up all the time is Brian Randall. And the Phoenix Suns just won again, so his availability would still be belayed. And I just, I mean, if it's an NBA assistant, Brian Randall or not, I mean, that's a good get for Underwood, I guess. I mean, I just don't see NBA assistants wanting to deal with everything college assistants have to, namely recruiting, having to woo 16, 17, 18-year-old recruits to come play for your team. Same with their parents. Um, or in the NBA, you can just coach. And you know, Brian Randall just really started his NBA coaching career. You know, he spent a couple years with the Timberwolves in kind of a player development role, which if you get him, that's great because he's obviously pretty good at player development and was just hired before the season uh, by Monty Williams to coach for the Suns. And the Suns are you know, apparently going to try and win an NBA championship. Uh, but if it is, more power to Brad Underwood. If it's not an NBA assistant, I just wonder what's taking so long. Brian Randall would be a great hire, I would argue. Yeah, uh, I'm not saying it wouldn't be a bad hire. Uh, he's like, got family here. Played here. Played here. Has local connections. I mean, he's from Peoria. Uh, I just... It would be a complete... 180 for him on yeah. the, the coaching front, which uh, maybe he wants to make that change, but he's got a pretty sweet gig right now. All right, look at look at Juwan Howard. He loves the college life. He's the head coach, mind you. He's the head coach, right? But he's making millions. But still, there's a there's a there's a certain comfort level at a Big Ten in a nice town like Champaign Urbana. Yeah, there's a, there's less. Have you seen an NBA bench? There are roughly Speaking of all those fouls the Wildcats shot in 2001, have you seen how many assistant coaches there are on an NBA bench these days? It's ridiculous. I mean, there's like 12. <laughs> what are <laughs> but, they doing? 
Um, Charting. I mean, everyone has a role, and it, it's, it's very, I think, specific during games. Like, you, you get rebounds, you get assists. <laughs> um, I think it's more like you get assists that happen at this quarter portion of the court. <laughs> there are eight people charting different kinds of assists. Well, it's going to be really accurate information if, yes. that's all, if everyone's very focused like that. Uh, it's, I don't know. Um, there's reasons to think that you know, maybe this job would be attractive to Brian Randall. Um, he's really the the only other name I saw like fans have floated was like Royal Ivy, only because he was, I guess, in the running at Texas. He was his alma mater before Chris Beard got the job. And I mean, nothing against Royal Ivy, but. I mean, I think Chris Beard was a pretty good hire there. I just don't – I. it wouldn't make sense to me for a, an NBA assistant to come back to college because so few really do that. Um, but I guess you never say never. All right. I'm on the Brian Randall train. We'll follow that uh, as it steams along. But there are bigger – better fish to fry than assistant coaches in my mind. Okay. Like chasing 15 and 14 year olds all over the country, hoping they commit. <laughs> What's the latest, Scotty? Uh, I mean, this is the reason I think you know, NBA assistants <laughs> don't want college jobs. Um, well, we, we talked about like June recruiting has restarted and Illinois had half dozen uh, unofficial visitors to start the month. Uh, they have more coming in this week, I believe. Um, and then tomorrow is sort of a big day on the recruiting calendar, June 15th. So Illinois coaches can now, well, tomorrow, I suppose at midnight, actually, um, can start contacting class of 2023 recruits directly. Now, if, you know, most years that leads to kind of just a slew of new offers in a class. I remember last June, and this was kind of, at the peak of we're trying to figure out how to recruit without going at anywhere and do it all virtually, and Illinois offered a ton of 2022 prospects. Um, I'm not sure what the – I mean, who knows, like, on the number, but they've already offered quite a few 2023 recruits so far, um, 30, in fact. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see a dozen more maybe over the next couple of weeks. But that, so that's a, a day to watch. And then this weekend – It'd be the first time the coaches can get out and about and evaluate some players in person and recruit in person. Um, and Illinois is someone from the Illinois staff, probably multiple someone's, is scheduled to be at the Riverside Brookfield shootout this weekend. Um, runs Friday through Sunday. Kind of one of the annually one of the biggest events in the state, and you know a bunch of. High school teams competing, and that's what June is. It's not AAU; it's high school teams. Uh, there's a a handful, I guess, of Illinois targets that will be uh, competing at at the Riverside Brookfield Shootout. Whitney Young will be there, so that means AJ Casey, uh, Dalen Davis, uh, both have Illinois offers. Uh, who else? St. Rita's there, so um, James Brown, class of 2024. He'll be there as well. Um, so I was going to get. I mean, it's just there's other events happening mm-hmm. all across the country, but you know, coaches can be out finally after. I mean, more than a year uh, of nothing. 
Good to see Coach Underwood walking the his Prospect Avenue route the other day. I almost uh, had to swerve. I'm glad you did almost swerve. <laughs> caused, caused some trouble for Illini Nation. Caused some trouble for me. <laughs> I didn't swerve. He's very safe in his route. That's but, good. Uh, I always wonder what kind of recruiting he's doing or work he's doing because he's always on the phone. He's not just looking at birds and... Yeah, he, he's, a, he's a multitasking yeah. walker, yeah. for sure. All right. I, I've. What do you think he's talking about when he's strolling the 15 miles or whatever he does every day? Well, I mean, he's probably talking to... Well, I think LFS would hope he's like talking to like assistant coaching candidates, but oh yeah, talking to recruits, um, talking to his own staff, working through things. I've I've spoken with him while he's been on his walk, so could be some of that as well. Um, you can get a lot accomplished when you're out and about for I don't fifteen miles. Is, he he maybe has hit fifteen miles, but I think he gets at least like eight to ten a day. Interesting column in this Sunday's News Gazette. You talked to Dion Thomas. This line kind of caught me. I believe we have the potential to be better than we were last year. Got me too. Um, is he is he messing with you? I'm not. He he was very earnest. I mean, he always is. Uh, and I mean, my whole thing is like this year's Illinois team is going to. It's going. Things are going to look much different because you know I would assume he was gone, and so much. You know, went through him offensively. That I mean, it's kind of hard to tell like what it's going to be. You know, this coming season, Andre Corbell is going to have the ball in his hands a lot. I mean, Trent Frazier is going to play a key part, but there's a lot of moving pieces. And then, you know, Dion really feels like Kofi Coburn is is going to come back. And you said he felt that in his heart of hearts. I don't feel quite as confident in that, um, but that changes things immensely. I mean, Illinois is. If you look at it now, won't be ranked probably in the preseason top twenty-five. You might get some votes, might you know towards the bottom of the poll. Could, I, I can see them in the receiving votes category in that regard. But if Kofi comes back, I mean, I think they immediately become at least a top fifteen team because he is a singular piece in college basketball. There's very few players like him. But I think what Dion hit on the most was like the depth this team could have and depth that we still don't know the full measure of because of Kofi's situation. I don't think he's coming back. I mean, there's reports that he won't. Um, so who do they add in the front court? I mean, that changes things, but from the guard perspective, I mean, Andre Corbell is back super senior years for Trent Frazier. DeMonte Williams is big. Um, Jacob Grandison is back. Alfonso Plummer's coming in. They've got three incoming freshmen on the wing that they're all all different but all have some similarities. All can shoot, all very long. They're all, you know, between six five and six seven. Um and then you know, Dion was really high on Benjamin Bosman's Verdonk and Austin Hutcherson. Those are like the two wild cards of Illinois basketball and like have been for like two years now. But if Verdonk can be what everyone thinks he can be, like that's a huge piece for Illinois. It's a six eight forward, ability to stretch the floor some, physical, more physical than say Coleman Hawkins. And that could be a big piece. And it just it's a matter of him staying healthy. And same with Austin Hutcherson. Like six seven shooter, sneakily probably one of the best athletes, if not the best athlete on the team. 
Um, but he's coming off a back injury that cost him a full season. The clips that he play, uh, he's shared on Twitter, like he looks great playing, but we just don't know. There's a little mystery with Illinois basketball. Omar Payne is the one that uh, intrigues me the most of what you've talked about. Well, and he's going to have to be good. And he was you know, top 50 recruit just like Kofi. I think he was ranked like one spot ahead of Kofi in the class. Um, and then didn't play that big a role the last two years at Florida. He was behind Kerry Blackshear. <laughs> they, you know, got his grad transfer, kind of recruited over him as a, in his freshman year. And then same thing happened again last season. They got a transfer in Colin Castleton from Michigan, who they kind of recruited over him again. Um, but he's got potential as the recipient of many and Andre Curbelo alley-oop. I'm not sure. You know, his offensive game is pretty much just around the basket. You know, he He's attempted, I want to say, like two shots away from the rim in two years. Uh, but defensively, I could see him as a pretty decent upgrade on Kofi at the five spot because mm-hmm. he moves mm-hmm. better laterally. He's a better shot blocker. It's Elmo could play a similar type of defense. Um, that they did with Kofi because they have a presence in the middle. It's a different type of presence. Kofi was just like, okay, you can't get to the basket because I'm seven foot, two hundred eighty-five right. pounds. Omar Payne is, you can maybe get to the rim, but I'm gonna swat the ball back at your face. Not as intimidating, I would argue. No, but he he can move better defensively, which means I think you know can handle your pick and rolls a little better than Kofi did because that was not. I mean they. Illinois would just drop Kofi you know, in pick and rolls for the most part. Um, I don't think they have to do that quite as much with Omar Payne. I think that – and then you add just all of the length that they now have on the wing. Yeah. A bunch of guys. And I think defensively they could be even better. Potentially, like the may maybe better than they were last year. Offensively is still – there's lots of question marks there. But if you're – a lot of it's based on Andre Curbelo making – a leap as a sophomore, and I think that's well within the realm of possibility. All right, the picture we ran in the Sunday's print editions, at least, showed uh, Tyler Underwood and his dad. Uh, dad was fully masked. Uh, the news last week was that uh, State Farm Center is wide open again, thank goodness. But yeah. the, ma- the mask thing still has me wondering, Scott Ritchie. We've seen it with the Cubs you know, teams that aren't getting vaccinated fully. Especially the Cubs. But you're just mad about the Cardinals getting whooped. I am a little bit. All right. So, a little salty. So separate those two for me. Um, what do you think? Do you, do you sense the players on Illinois' team will get vaccinated, or do you sense there will still be some mask wearing around Ubbin during summer workouts and moving forward? Tough questions here, Scott Ritchie. Yeah, and... It's a question I'll be better suited to answer probably next week because I am supposed to talk with Brad Underwood this week. Okay. Um, like all of the coaches and staff got vaccinated early. so And they were the ones that during workouts and practice had to wear the mask, so now they don't. Um, but I imagine they've been on top of the whole COVID thing since it started that they're encouraging their players to get vaccinated. Um, and we'll just 
kind of have to, I'll have to ask and see kind of wh- okay. where they're at. But in terms of like next fall and winter, like I wouldn't be surprised to see people in masks. And if you look at it, like everyone masked up for a year and there were like zero cases of flu. I mean, not zero, but like the regular flu was almost non-existent because people wearing masks are like, hey, if you're sick, maybe wear a mask. Be a little smarter. All right. We'll figure that out moving forward. Um, I was at a wedding this weekend, Scott Ritchie, and, uh, and traveling through all of great Indiana. I don't know if I saw one mask. And now you can go. As Illinois opened up on Friday, as Brian Barnhart tells us, Wrigley was crazy. It was just like normal. Something switched. The switch has been turned. Yeah, and also, I mean, get vaccinated. It's a thing you can and probably should do. Back to State Farm Center being open. That was kind of the secondary story. of uh, The first was that Illinois wanted to get the message out, hey, buy a, buy a football ticket, please. <laughs> we'll worry about basketball when time comes. Yeah, more like, especially for that first game, don't let you know, the hordes from Nebraska buy the, what? the tickets. The hordes. The hordes. With a duh. Okay. Right? That's a that's a time honored and kind of stale argument. Before Nebraska fans buy it up, they don't quite travel like they used to. I'm trying to think. The last time Nebraska played at Illinois, there was an awful lot of people from Nebraska or Nebraska fans. Right. It's not like it, it used to be, though. It was a, I would say, a smart ploy on Illinois' part to try to drum up fear, fear mongers that. <laughs> Nebraska the Cornhuskers are going to take yeah, your tickets. The Cornhuskers who haven't been good in years will come and buy your tickets. Oh, they still go to games though, because there's not a lot to do. Yes, you you go to games. Anyway, I think I had this argument with Bob Osmussen, Nebraska grad, Illinois football writer. He says, "Oh, it's going to be a sellout." I've heard that so many times that I don't believe it anymore. Yeah, I mean, the first game of the Lovey Smith era. Home game. Uh, I think it was the first game. It was that North Carolina game, uh, Mitch Trubisky. That was fun. Um, great atmosphere. Sellout crowd. Um, we'll see if the first game of the Brett Bielma era will be the same. I I mean, maybe because there's, I mean, it's that, that new coach smell type of thing. It was like, we, Illinois fans are a little more excited again. Um, haven't been to a game for the most part, unless you were family of a player any year. So I, maybe they do sell out. I, All right. Good luck to them. We'll That's see. football. We're talking basketball. Uh, I try to steer you again away yeah. from all this you football You steer talk. me to it and then pull it's me unbelievable. Back. So the schedule of basketball will be finalized later this summer. Tell me this. Who in your mind would be the ideal opener? Don't you have to spruce up the opener just a tad now? It's their return. Don't you... Avoid playing the, you know, the Western Illinois opener. Don't you bring somebody cool in? I mean, I would. But I'm pretty sure whoever the opponent is, like, only basketball fans are going to show up. Well, yeah, but don't you want to be excited? Don't You want a little extra buzz on that reopening night. Yeah, the first Friday in November, if the schedule. So give me the Arizona game then, or if they already made that date. Well, I mean, that that game's a month later in December. Ah, see, you're bumming me out already. Give me somebody good. I mean, that's not impossible. 
Improbable, probably. But, I mean, when has the season opener ever been? Yeah, but that game. When has the season opener ever been after a non season? That's my argument. Change well, it up. Well, never. I mean, never had a pandemic like that one before. You are at least in a hundred years. We're trying to make it through a podcast with you actually giving me one answer, one concrete answer this week. So tell me this, oh wise one. Yeah, I avoid concrete <laughs> answers at all at every turn. <laughs> what differences are there going to be at State Farm Center post pandemic? Any seating changes that you know of? Will the media still be on the lower court? Would they try to separate you like they did last year? Is there any reason to think that it will look different? Are the concession stands still going to be open? Are they going to be? That's what I need to know. The important stuff, Scott Ritchie. Concessions. I don't care about the starting lineup at this point. Yes, you do. (laughs) Can I get my beer at State Farm Center? I think so. All right. I sold beer before the pandemic. Can I? I mean, I would imagine, I wouldn't be surprised to see concessions go, like, no cash, like they have been. Um, Yeah, I'm not, I mean, they're running out of places where they can put the media, other than behind the scores table, behind the bench. A little sort of catty corner to the bench, I guess. Um, Because they're not going to put us where they had us this past season, because they sell those seats. And, I mean, I could... Like, afford it probably if I gave up, I don't know, groceries. I just have to rely on just eat, you know, at the games and that, that'd be it. But, um, I mean, I don't, I don't know that there's anything set for next season because they, they had to come up with all these protocols on the fly, not on the fly, but, you know, totally new way to do things last season. And, I mean, the easy thing to say is, yeah, everything can go back to normal, but, I don't know what normal is going to look like in November. All right, your top ten list. Uh, I will not ridicule it this week. Uh, you, you came up with some class of 2022 targets to join Reggie Bass. I love my Gary Westside players. Jalen Washington would be uh, would be the guy I'd target. He's number five on your list. Mostly because I think it's going to be tough to get him. Um, it's Purdue territory. I'm not sure Purdue will get him either. Like he's a national. Oh, I'm just saying recruit. Gary belongs to Purdue. Okay. Um. But yeah, he had a. I guess it was a good junior season. He's had some injury issues uh, in high school. Uh, was fully healthy this year. You know, played well uh, for Gary Westside, um, and then he you was know, played well this spring, uh, teaming up with AJ Casey uh, on Mean Streets. I mean, that's a heck of a front court. Um, yeah, he's he's really good. Top, AJ, top 30 type kid. AJ Casey from Whitney Young, um, All-Stater. First team. Second year in a row. Number three on your list. Why is he not number one? Again, he's going to be a tough kid to land. Um, Michigan's interested. I mean, he's another national type recruit. I mean, top 30 kid. You know, best player in the state, but you know, top 30 nationally, and there's a lot of programs that are interested. All right, you mentioned uh, Chester Frazier when bringing up Jaden M. Epps, the Kings Fork star, who's number two on your list. What are the chances Illinois lands him? I mean, decent. He's scheduled to have an unof- 
I believe an unofficial visit this month at some point uh, in Champaign. Um, kind of a weird situation where he didn't play at all this past season because um, high school basketball didn't happen for him in Virginia. At least where he was at in Virginia. But uh, he fits the other profile kind of, uh, of winning that Brad Underwood likes. You know, he won a state title as a so he has a sophomore two years ago. Um, was committed to Providence, decommitted, um, I guess, early this month, maybe end of May. Uh, Illinois was in there right away on him. That's Chester Frazier's prime recruiting ground. That's where he's close to where he's from, obviously, in Baltimore. Um, but yeah, it's, I think there's as good a shot as anybody right now with his recruitment sort of reopening. Number eight on your list of class of 2022 stars is a guy who's already visited Illinois, Jane Shute. Am I pronouncing that right? I always butcher the Yorkville Christian standout's last name. Yeah, uh, I guess the big thing was, unless I had just totally missed it, is he had an official visit at Michigan State last week after his unofficial at Illinois, and I don't think he committed, so. It's a good uh, sign. Why would anybody commit to Michigan State at this point? You don't know if how, how long Tom Izzo is going to be around. Well, don't give me that look, Richie. I mean, all right. I think his health is fine. Well, yeah, but just he's a, a, surprise. a lot of talk of his retirement coming well, up. All, that's just because Coach K retired. And, exactly. And Roy Williams retired in this. Well, I guess Coach K is going to coach one more year because he's got to get that mm-hmm. farewell tour in. But um, yeah, Tom Izzo is one of the older coaches of high major programs, but I don't. I don't think he, I mean he could retire whenever he wants. Thank you for that non-answer. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not in Tom Izzo's head. I don't know when he's going to pack it I'm up. I'm just asking why you think this kid was going to commit to Michigan State because they're putting the full court press on him. Number six, Seth Trimble. He's a Wisconsin guy. Shoot, Illinois had some luck there. Oh, he postponed his Michigan State. Trip. It's not so, till this weekend, so he could still get commit. Jaden Chet. We'll revisit that next week. Go back to Seth Trimble. Try to give me a read on the Wisconsin star. Well, he's one of the newer, quote unquote, newer offers. And he got his offer this spring from Illinois. Um, Four star point guard, huge year. You know, as a junior, I've got a. Um, Put up big numbers, all state in Wisconsin. Um, again, like half the Big Ten is recruiting him at this point. So uh, he's an option. I think of I had him ranked lower than Jaden Epps. I would imagine because in terms of point guards, I think Epps is maybe a little more likely than Trimble at this point. But I think it's still too early, probably for a lot of those guys. On okay, list. top. Topping your list, uh, you went to North Little Rock, Arkansas, which I don't think I've ever been to North Little Rock, Arkansas. Apparently, they play some good basketball there. Yeah, Kalel Ware um, had a really good junior season, and then he's just sort of blown up over the last two months. He has played really well um, on the AU circuit, and then he was at the Pangos All-American camp. It was last week, and was one of the top players there. Got a lot of pub. Just a almost seven footer. I mean, I've seen him listed at seven feet tall, probably, but somewhere between six ten and seven foot. Uh, 
not like a Kofi center, but gives off real rim runner, rim protector center vibes. All right, looking forward to Scott Ritchie's uh, all summer long recruiting coverage. Try to get you out to an event or two now that they're opening up. Check these studs out in person. What else should we be paying attention to, excuse me, this week, Scotty, other than recruiting and assistant coaches? Got anything else? Yeah, and also no guarantee anything about assistant coaches this week at this point. It'll happen when it happens, and who knows when that'll be. Uh, Just mostly players getting back on campus, workouts getting started, kind of get a sense of an early, early sense of kind of what this team might look like in the coming season with obviously a huge question mark in the middle because you know Kofi's got until July 7th I mean that's the official date to withdraw if you're going to come back to college again be difficult I think because he sold like two years worth of Illinois swag on the player's trunk but uh, there are name image likeness you know Legislation going to be passed in Illinois, so maybe he can be like grandfathered back in. Find a way if he wants to come back, basically. Um, All right. Um, uh, looking forward to it. Uh, Scotty, you, you paying attention to the NBA playoffs? You good with what's happening? Sure. I mean, okay. I'll, I'll for sure watch the finals, but I'm not super invested in the NBA. Uh, maybe if the Bulls were ever good again. I could get seriously invested, but for now, just sort of watching from afar. All right. Uh, Scott Ritchie, appreciate you joining me today. We will get back uh, to you next Monday. Read Illini HQ every morning, 6 a.m. Good morning, Illini Nation. Until next week, Scott.